Welcome to the Bacash Podcast, take two. I just did take one, and uh, apparently Apple ran some updates, and things didn't look the same, and I didn't know I was recording, so I freaked out, and we are recording now. Are you going to repair the hole in my wall? No. I don't know. You freaked out. Hold on. I got a cough. <coughs> I wouldn't even pick that up. I don't know. That was disgusting. It feels so good. <laughs> So, uh, last time we uh, had a special guest named Keith here, and this time it's back to just the two of us. Yep. Which now we have the mic stand for him. Yeah, I actually brought another one. It's in my car. I just left it there in a show of sadness. Okay. (laughs) We're not taking you in. (laughs) (laughs) The microphone is lonely now. Yeah. We don't know. um, He'll probably be back. Mm-hmm. But we don't know when. He's kind of like the wind. So he'll be probably be in and out on various podcasts, and um, depending if we do some special event episodes and things like that. Which we um, will. I think we will. Cause we will. If you don't do it with me, I'll just do it with Keith. Okay, that's fair. And if Keith won't do it with me, that'd be stupid because I'll be doing them alone. Oh, all by yourself. Like, it's all about me. Hey, Don, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Yeah. <laughs> so. Welcome, Don. <laughs> Thank you. How was your day? And then I'll be doing it by myself going, well, welcome to the Botcash podcast. By the way, I'm on my own and Don is currently in a padded room um, yeah. due to the last podcast. So but I hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> hey, I was there. Uh, so um, I was on the way here and I was listening to another podcast. Uh, somebody else. I won't give them You're listening credit. to another podcast? I, I know, thought we man. were the I'm only sorry, podcast. No, there's like millions. Seriously? We're the only good one. Oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> no, but I, I, was, I was like thinking about how like they, they kind of had like a banterish thing going, you know, how we have our, our uh-huh. five minutes at the beginning kind of thing. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. That could be our tagline. Like, give us an hour. We'll give you 40 minutes <laughs> of true good podcast. I like that. And 20 minutes of whatever else. I like that. <laughs> give us an hour. We'll give you 40 minutes of content. See, I think that's a great promise. That is awesome. <laughs> Uh, that's why we started this. Uh-huh. Just make our own rules. No, right. That wasn't it at all. No, no. Hey, I got to... Wait, uh, I thought it was to follow the rules, <laughs> being the Bible right. rules. Well, yeah. We're, we're, so I got kind of a sad but funny story. Um, I haven't been uh, reading as much, like, outside of anything dealing with, like, the Old Testament or Deuteronomy. <laughs> like, it's like, that's all I've got. I've even got... I, I bought a couple of books over the summer, and they, I, like, wiped the dust off this morning. Like, I should read wow. these. Wow. And uh, I talked to my pastor this morning. He's like, yeah, so what are you reading? I was like... <laughs> Deuteronomy. I was like, that's, I was like, Deuteronomy and Deuteronomy commentary. <laughs> I was like, I need to branch out. He gave me no recommendations. <laughs> I think he was kind of like, what are we doing with this guy? <laughs> He's been coming around here for like 10 years. And he, <laughs> <laughs> he only reads Deuteronomy. He's, he's hopeless. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I haven't... I actually haven't either. And I keep trying. It's just... It's just this is the time that I have, and then the study and right. the focus, and which it's a good study to have. So like I'm not yeah disappointed I, with it at all. I'm enjoying it. I've been ha- I've been having a big um, change in like my thoughts and how uh, I view and uh, think about being the people of God, mm-hmm. and I think that's been highly <clears throat> beneficial because there is that whole like you know uh, it, I I caught the I caught out the pattern I believe last week. Um, there's like that obey God, remember what he's done, um, worship him. And uh, I think it was like, be blessed. But there's a secondary pattern that I think is just as important. It's like, remember 
obey, tell the next generation. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like something really big that uh, um, Christianity is kind of built on. And I was once again, I was talking to my pastor, and he said that like you're hard pressed to find like major parenting advice in the New Testament. It's almost like any parenting tips we get, which isn't a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bible itself doesn't really speak to a whole lot of like just, you know, when your kid uh, mouths off to you, what do you do? There's there's not like a verse for that, you know. Mm-hmm. But there is like there's definitely like a instruction to teach your child. Right. Um, <clears throat> but, it, you know, there's just not a lot of passages outside of like, you know, uh, like. Deuteronomy, Proverbs, well, you, you really, couple of Psalms. Uh, really, actually, the majority of parenting advice really does come more from the Old Testament than it does the New Testament. I mean, right. most of those laws and the Ten Commandments and everything <clears throat> has to do with um, developing a good, healthy, productive society. And, I mean, if you're teaching those commandments um, in, a, in a day-to-day basis, I mean, not necessarily, let's sit down and talk, children, but but with the living life and, and continuing to reinforce those... Um, Really, that's kind of the the best teaching advice ever, and it continues to go back to to teach your children mm-hmm. and here's the way to live and um, you, know, you know I think we're going to get into another um, take care lest you forget type thing tonight too right. and and so yeah, to continue to to remember, give God credit, you know, remember God when it, when things are going well and mm-hmm. you know when when you're humble and being tested, which I think we talked about last week, you know. Um, this is the, it's all good thing. It's, it's bringing you closer to God and it's, um, ultimately I think creating a society that, that is supposed to be, um, focused on God and, and, and focused on, on the relationship that we can have with him. Right. Instead of like, uh, focusing on yourself and the great things that you have done. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I don't know what's going on with the coughing and the burping today. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's this weird weather. If you're, uh, in Ohio, you know that it's, 58 degrees, but we're expecting a snowstorm in two days. Well, um, and it was, what, <laughs> negative 12 or 15 wind chill last week? Yeah. And I, it's 60 today. I went for a, a run uh, New Year's Eve, and it was one mile, and the wind chill was negative 16. Oh. And the outdoor temperature, I think, was like one. Ooh. I only went one mile. Yeah, I was gonna say I wouldn't have gone. Well, I would have gone like one step out the door. And I, I wonder. Actually, I, was, I wasn't too bad. After I warmed up, I was like, "Oh, I really could do more." But I could. This is weird. Uh, like it would make my eyes water, mm-hmm. and I would blink, and there's like a little moment of it sticking. It was like oh. so cold. I was like, "Is it freezing like my watery eyes?" <laughs> like, okay, that's that's weird. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm done with this." Okay, but anyway, uh, I forgot what I was saying. So we should probably just get oh, yeah. to sixty Sorry. today. And uh, I yeah, almost, oh, the frog in the throat yeah. and all that. Um, I almost walked out naked. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome." <laughs> Where's the swimming pool? Now I gotta censor this. No, <laughs> <laughs> remember we're certified clean on iTunes. What's what's wrong with that? They, they don't I'm have kidding. a picture of me. No, that's true. Right? Uh, it's theater of the mind. Oh, okay. You got it. No, I got nothing. Well, most of them don't even know what I look like. Oh, I guess you do post pictures, right? Uh, Facebook. So okay. if you go to facebook.com slash pod, you can see a picture of what Scott looks like. There oh. are like zero pictures of me because I take all the pictures. See, I need to take pictures. Yeah, but it's up to me to post them because oh, I have true. the login. Oh, man. I wonder if I can make you like a co-owner or something. I want to be a co-owner. I want to start posting pictures. I have to, if you know how to use Facebook out there and realize this podcast won't be posted for six months, <laughs> 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 let us know. Uh, yeah, so let's get into. We'll All get right. back to Deuteronomy eight. Um, I guess it's a good thing to remember what God has done. Oh, 
pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. We're a country of people that make themselves, and we try and remember what we have done as opposed to remember what God has done for us. So end on that. Eight. Yes. Chapter eight, verse eight, four. four. Yes. Right. Bring us home. So last week um, we talked about uh, being walking or the forty years in the desert or the excuse me the wilderness. Um, how we were humble. Uh, um, how he humbled us. Um, through through hunger, testing, um, reminding us of manna, reminding us that we don't live on bread alone, but we live by, um, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Uh, we've we met, <laughs> talked about how Jesus used that in the New Testament um, and referred back to Deuteronomy once again when he was um, kind of. Um, Fighting against Satan or, or or winning against Satan, however you want to put that. Uh, and when he was being tempted by Satan in the desert, yes, he does win. Right, he does. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I got you. So you did a much better job than I did. Um, the rest of last week was a blur with the eighty thousand visitors we had, and um, yeah. hopefully we shouldn't have them this week. And you talk about his personal life, not with the or you talk about the podcast. The podcast, and we have like six thousand oh, people locked in the basement. Oh man, it was like <laughs> I call it the studio, so people think we're in a studio. Okay. Uh, in reality, we're in a basement. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had that little baby. He was a good visitor. Yeah, he was a good visitor. Oh yeah, we had. Yeah, your daughter came down. Yeah. and was like, "Hi, Dad." Uh-huh. And then Genevieve came down, and then then yeah, what's it called? <laughs> and then Sarah came down, and then I was like, "Okay, I don't even know." Yeah, I, I I can't wait to edit that one. <laughs> I I think I paused it for a lot, but I kept like I didn't care if the baby made noise right. or like if Sarah made noise, mm-hmm. but like I think I. Had to stop like others, so yeah. Okay. Anyway, so eight four. Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these forty years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and by fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, land of brooks, of water, of fountains and springs flowing out in the valleys and the hills, a land of wheat and barley of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, and a, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills you can dig copper. And you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for, Lord your God, for the good land he has given you. Actually, really, I could probably just keep going, right? You know... We debated this, but yeah, go. So right after all those good things, he says, Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, um, which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water, who brought you water out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers did not know that he might humble and test you to do you good in the end. I guess I really could keep going. Yeah, just Be- <laughs> finish it out. All right. Beware lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. And if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Ouch. Like the nations that 
the Lord makes to perish before you, so shall you perish, because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. All right. So I guess I won that one. I said that we would make it all the way through Deuteronomy 8. Um, <laughs> so, I'm having the table. I'm writing my Bible. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> all right. Sorry. I, I, there's like a big section here that I was like, this is... All right, so are you going to keep writing? Do you want me to start off? What are you, you kind of thinking? Start off my, the notes I'm writing are around verses 12. Okay. So it might be a minute. So one of the things that, that at least the, one of the commentaries I was looking at, and, and I don't really know how much, I don't know how much, you know, it's really reading into it, but I at least thought it was an interesting thought. Um, so in verse 4, it said, Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these 40 years. Um, the author brought up, he said, well, does that kind of um, bring back to, to Matthew 6, 25, 34, where he's talking about um, what shall we eat and what shall we drink? What shall we wear? Um, is there any connection between this Deuteronomy verse and, and that teaching that Jesus kind of gives with, with the Worry whole... not about tomorrow, for yeah. tomorrow's got its own worries. Um, look at the... What is it? Look at the sparrow... He doesn't worry. God takes care of them. Look at the flowers of the field. They're dressed in a raid yeah. more than Solomon. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if there's Ooh. any real connection, but I thought that that was still kind of cool. The idea of well, God provides for our needs, and it, it was one of Jesus' teachings, and he, always, he he likes to go back to Deuteronomy. Was, so it, was it Matthew 9? Matthew 6, 25 through 34. I, I mean, that's definitely... I'm going to take a quick look here, but I mean, it's just, if anything, it's a sign that there's no change... Between OT and new T, which is one of our pet peeves when people say, he's a different God. It shows he's teaching the same message. Right, right. So again, is there any full connection? I don't know. I That's just thought cool. that was kind of a cool... Um, which commentary? Uh, that was actually Christopher Wright. Dang it. So, yep. I, I, think, actually, I haven't even like picked his up in a while because I'm like, ah, oh, Scott's got him covered. I think it was Christopher Wright. Actually, it might have been the other guy, but I, I actually didn't cite my source this time. But I, I'm, I think it was him. Um, it was that or Wizardby or Wesserby or Wooder Letterby. Wesby, Wesby, Wesby. Yes, I don't know. Some the B. So, so I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> um, are you looking to see if there's a cross reference? Is that what you're looking at, or? Uh, I can look at that. Uh, my, um, my Bible is the same as your new Bible. I know. Um, it's got a decent cross reference, but I don't normally. I'm a I'm a sinner. I don't dive into cross reference too much unless it's direct quotes. Okay. Um, the only cross reference I have is this Deuteronomy 15. Okay, no, we're we'll be there in two years potentially. Yeah. But the the <laughs> verse in section, what would you say were the verses 25? Uh, through... Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Yeah, I won't read the whole thing, but that was that section. Yeah, it was that section. I was trying to see if there's any. So I don't know. Again, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, no other scholar has made that, but Christopher writes a <laughs> So that's a, that's actually really good. Once again, it's a great way to remember. Like, hey, don't worry about what's like where your provision's coming from because right. God is going to provide it. I think at the end of the, I should have left it on that chapter. Um, he says, uh, like, oh gosh, what is it like that? I think I might have said it before, like, it, aren't you worth more than the sparrows? Like, mm-hmm. when I take care of the sparrows kind of thing. Yep. So, so, so anyway, yeah. Um, so it, it at least makes a parallel to the walk in the wilderness, um, or, or at least. Could potentially either way. I thought the teaching was good. Yeah, that's pretty solid, man. That I would, if I was teaching Matthew, I would probably take back, drop back to, into to Deuteronomy. And notice I had to say if I was teaching Matthew because 
you know. Well, they wouldn't let you teach Deuteronomy. My church would go through it. Okay. And we're expository, so we would probably oh, go nice. through pretty good chunks of it. Okay. But like, like we did Samuel, so I'm sure we'll go New Testament now. Okay. We just finished up. Okay. Well, then we get into number verse five. <clears throat> know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. Um, so I, I thought that was kind of, so a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. I think that kind of shows God's love for us, um, his love for his people. Um, I, I think many times we look to discipline as, as kind of a bad thing. However, um, I think discipline is something that, that's incredibly important to the development of, of, of kids. And, and I think that legitimately shows, uh, shows love towards them. Well, and, I, think, I think we talked about it too. The root of discipline is teach. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same root is disciple, mm-hmm. a disciplined disciple. Like there's a, there's a teaching element. It's not necessarily, uh, you go in time out, you get, you know, grounded or whatever your, your punishment is. It's, it's teaching somebody how to do something. So a discipline, think of it more the idea of like, uh, you know, learning a martial art, mm-hmm. you'd be disciplined by learning it, by devoting yourself to it. Um, we get disciplined by God by being devoted to him and by putting in time and effort the same way you would with like learning a, anything, cooking, you could be disciplined, you know, mm-hmm. learning law, going to law school, learning that discipline. Right. So yeah, definitely we give it that negative because we think we're going to get a spanking, but God's not necessarily using it that way. He's using it. You teach, um, you teach your children the way God is teaching you. So mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I think it definitely communicates a true love towards your people, your children, when you discipline in in whatever fashion, um, whether it's it's the teaching aspect or whether it's a um, another aspect. And and I think it's it's kind of communicating like I guess they could be kind of bitter, they could be angry that they just walked through the wilderness, that they were hungry, um, that God tested them and humbled them. But in a sense, he's bringing it back going, well, it, it, because you went that, through that, it kind of proves that God genuinely loves you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that was kind of powerful to, to kind of put that there and kind of explain what had just happened in the wilderness um, and, and through some of the things that they learned and, and as they were humbled and tested. Right. Yeah, and he, he <clears throat> basically continues the promise uh, for them going into verse 7 for... <laughs> The Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of uh, fountains and springs flowing out of the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, uh, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, uh, in which you'll like nothing. It's, you know, and it goes on. I mean, there's iron, copper, you're going to eat and be full. Uh, so on and so forth. So when we go hiking next year, can we go there? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but take care, let's do... Well, before I get to I won't skip that far. Um, but it's... In reality, he provided for them in the desert. It was maybe harder. It might have seemed a little bit... I should say it might have seemed harder. Mm-hmm. But in reality, he provided for them that... Really? We'll edit that in post. Okay, good deal. Um, <laughs> don't. <laughs> uh, no, I probably won't. I'm not that awesome. Um, he'll... Uh, provide for them, not only has he been providing for them, but it doesn't end when they get into the land. But not only is he going to provide for them, he's going to, like, you know, spoil mm-hmm. them. Yeah, and, and well, it even ends, and I circled it, uh, verse 10, and you shall eat and be full, and you shall 
bless the Lord your God for, for the good land he has given you. So like, so, so they were hungry for a while, but then, a, then it says, and you shall eat and be full. So there's that time of wilderness. There's that time of humbling and testing. There's that time, uh, time of finding out that, that um, God will take care of your needs. Mm-hmm. But then there's that time where, where you will have all of this good stuff and abundance. Right. Um, I, I also read um, in verse 10 where um, I, I guess, for, from my understanding, I, I guess in Jewish custom, um, they will bless the food before, or they'll bless God before and after. Um, and so part of where that tradition comes from is actually verse 10, where it says, and you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. So from my understanding, that tradition comes from Deuteronomy 8.10. So they would bless, so they would say like a blessing before, before and, and after. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a... Good discipline. I was thinking, I was gonna. I, I, There's a D word again. Yeah, I keep telling. <laughs> I keep telling myself I was gonna start that, and so far I haven't. Um, and the craziness of six thousand kids right now, I keep having that good intention, but have not started that yet. But that's my goal. And I think uh, the commentary I was using talks about how, um, what like to bless is used something like thirty nine <clears throat> times. Uh, I can't see it from here, but it was uh they use that term to bless thirty nine times, and this is the only time uh that it goes reverse, mm. uh, where the people are to bless God, and so it comes up with that question. So like God can bless us by giving us abundance; He can bless us by feeding us till our bellies are full, you know, providing rich crops or you know financially for us. He can bless us in many different ways. Uh, what does it look like or what does it mean for us to bless God? How does that work in the reverse? Mm-hmm. And uh, the I was, I was like, is he going to take that bait? Is he going to answer that question or is he going to make me talk it through? So, okay. Oh, uh, you want me to talk? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, we should have rehearsed this. Oh, yes, we should <laughs> I had an expectation. <laughs> uh, no, but we had um, how, do, how do people bless God? So how does that work in the reverse? And the biggest thing is really extolling his virtues to other people or telling other people about the wonderful character of God. And so it goes back to what we said kind of the beginning of the podcast. We're not necessarily talking about um, how we did it, how we pulled through, how we provided, how awesome we are, how we've worked hard for this and how we've, but it's more or less saying when somebody says, hey, this is a really nice home you have here. And you start saying, yeah, God has blessed us richly. He's given us a beautiful home. Like this is a wonderful meal. Yeah, it's not like, yeah, man, I slept hard in that kitchen. It's more like, yeah, God has blessed us with this great food and you know the ability to cook it. It's, it's explaining his character to other people and how amazing he is. Mm-hmm. That's what blessing God is. Or it's praising him. It's talking to him. It's, it's We say saying a blessing before the meal. Mm-hmm. It's saying, Lord, thank you for this food that you've provided for us. Mm-hmm. That's how you bless God. Because we surely can't give him much more than like thanks, praise, and credit. You mm-hmm. know. Well, the unfortunate part, though, is, is you say that, but... Either Moses or God or someone doesn't have much uh, confidence in, in our ability to to not forget. I, I mean, because oh, then he no. goes in at 11, he's like, well, lest you forget um, the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments. And then you get down to, what, 17 and 18, and um, beware lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. And and I thought we'd just address that in like seven or six or both. or uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's... We're kind of getting a repetitive, 
lest you forget or don't, I guess, in your own pride, don't think that you got your own wealth. And I, I think the only reason that they continue to repeat that is because that's the that's legit. That's legit. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how we even in 2018 continue to respond to God in our homes and our jobs and and all of the blessings that that we have. We're going, oh yeah, well, here's what I did. Or right. you want to take credit for for all that wealth and all that things. And you know, at times you're like, oh well, God got me here. But but the really in all reality, most of our conversation revolves around, well, here's what I was able to accomplish. Here's well, my I, degree to prove that I can do it. Like a, a little way that I talk about my accomplishments is, so my wife is somebody who has a smartphone, but doesn't care that she has a smartphone. So we find that phone, you know, everybody has a smartphone. I'm talking like an old man. Or one of those ones with a touch screen. Um, I, I'll find it like, you know, in some precarious location, like on the floor mm-hmm. or stuffed down in a couch cushion or, you know, something like that. And I'll be like, oh, look, I found your $583 uh, smartphone sitting here. You know, mm-hmm. I've been, this is kind of an insult to me. I, I worked really hard so you could have this $583. <laughs> Only I would know the price. Right. Pay for the stupid thing. <laughs> 92 cents. And uh, it's like, it's because I take a personal offense to it because mm. I worked hard for it. I provided the money that went to pay for that phone. Mm. I, I, it's not anything like, hey man, God blessed you with this job. And because of it, you're able to get your wife a communication device uh, to where you could text her and say, what's for dinner? And, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. uh, like little stuff like that or big stuff or whatever happens to be. And, uh, it, but I really do take the credit for. I, we were talking about. Um, uh, we, we were talking. Was it you and I? We were talking about Santa Claus, and I was like, "Bro, I don't give credit to some mythological oh, yes. kids for all mm-hmm. the hard work I freaking did to get yep. those kids presents." Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, in reality, it's like. Uh, so for the uninitiated, I, uh, my kids do not believe in Santa Claus, and they have known since they were. Born that Santa Claus, as we know it, is a marketing figure and a fake fairy tale and uh, pretty much not worth anything. Now, they know St. Nicholas was Mm -hmm. the dude that slapped Arius and the the heretic and all that kind of stuff. But they also know that St. Nicholas is dead and doesn't fly around with reindeer and drop off gifts and chimneys. And my reasoning has always been, like I just said, like, bro, I worked. I got that money. I ain't giving credit to Santa Claus. In reality, I should be like, I'm not giving credit to Santa Claus because I should be giving it straight up to Jesus who has provided for us, who's given us the ability to work, who's blessed us with the ability to afford gifts. Mm. Um, and, and, and God, go a step further. And if you're thinking that there's hope for other people in this podcast, my kids also don't believe in Santa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, we had that got like, I was like, my wife's like, hey, like, just make sure that you don't, so tell my kids to make sure you don't t- say this to other kids because <laughs> you don't know what like you know if their parents are playing Santa Claus with them or whatever. And I'm all like, whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah, hey, let my kids spoil it. Mm-hmm. Like let them be the ones in the classroom. Well, and well, I always well the thing my is, my wife is much nicer. Than my me. my wife is yeah. too. I, again, I'm just like, well, you know, yeah. My my kids will be like, well, Jesus is dead and he's a cartoon character now, but <laughs> they they do know Saint Nick and they know the story. Did and, you say and, Jesus is dead? Did I? I hope not. That's not. You said Jesus is no, dead. Santa is dead. No. <laughs> oh no. That post. Now we just You're lost everyone. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah. Saint um, Nick is dead. And he's yeah. A Saint Nick character. is dead. He's a cartoon character. Jesus is way more than that. Um, and, and so that was kind of always something that that I, my focus was. I always want Santa, not Santa. Whoo, man! I'm messing <laughs> things up. 
Uh, I always wanted Jesus to be the focus of Christmas, and my daughters know that. But when Don brought that up in the conversation about, you know, why is Santa getting credit for making toys when in all reality it's God's blessings that has ultimately allowed them to be able to enjoy these gifts. So really, by giving some credit to Santa, you're taking a lot of credit away from not me, but away from God. And I was like, ooh, that's powerful. It's a Um, a bigger piece. I mean, it goes to the equivalence of... This this is where all the atheists that listen... Wait, I don't know if we have any. Um, If you take credit of creation away from God and put it to happenstance and you know chemical reaction Mm -hmm. uh you're blasphemous for one but you're just taking all the credit away from god in creation and saying hey it's not yours it's purely incidental that we are here Mm -hmm. um so it works on that same thing you're taking the credit away from god from the king from who it belongs and you're ascribing it to something else whether that's between santa claus and god's provision or it's between uh, science and creation, it, it's it's the same thing. Right, right. So so I thought that was cool. All right, what's, what, what's next? You said you had some stuff once you hit 12, right? Yeah, so I, uh, I wrote in my notes and I decided to outline it at the beginning of this podcast because I thought that would be a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you were writing and you're like, stall, stall. Stop on my table, man. Yep. Um, verses 12 through 14 are actually... Uh, here, I'll read them really quick and just to point out that these are comfortable times that he's pointing to, and these are the times when we're most likely to forget what God has done. So starting with 12, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built uh, good houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart be lifted up and you, which means to be happy or joyous, and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of slavery, uh, and into 15, who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness. But then we get more into the provision through the scary times. So it's uh, it, the, the times we're most likely to forget what God has done for us, and it's a trap, is when things are going well. It, it's the whole, like, you know... What, what do they say? Like, there's no atheists in foxholes. Like, mm-hmm. when the bombs are pouring down on us, it's more likely that we're going to, like, say a prayer when we're going through suffering. Uh, when we're going through some of the things, you know, fiery serpents <clears throat> and scorpions and the thirsty ground with no water, we're we're very likely to say a prayer then. But it's when our bellies are full, when, you know, we have enough money in the bank account, when we when both cars are working well, that we're not as likely to remember what God has done for us. It, mm. it lulls us into a, a false sense of security. Yeah, because sometimes even people that don't believe in a God or God or whatever still end up, well, I'll, I'll pray for you, or let's pray, or it's like, because well, we, you're in that desperate time. Right. But yeah, when things are going well, it's, it's very easy to go ahead and give credit to yourself when you have no reason to do so. Or, or as a Christian, it's just a time when you forget <clears throat> mm-hmm. to, or not, yeah, I guess forget God or decide it's not a time that you need to pray to Him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything's going yep. well, God, everything's fine. Uh, yeah, I'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I think it's cool that he, that he continues to go on. You know, he, he says all that stuff, and he's like, well, well, let me remind you of what God we're talking about. You know, we're talking about um, 14... Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, the forget the Lord your God who 
Don't forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpion and thirsty ground where there was no water, who brought you water out of the flinty rock, who fed you um, in the wilderness with the manna that your fathers did not know that he might humble and test you. So like, he just keeps on going with, here's the God we're talking about, Yahweh, the one that that has done all of these great things. And I found as I was at least reading it in my own study, I felt, you know, I could continue that list and to continue to keep on going on and on and on, where I'm like, well, the, the God who provided a house, the God who provided a, a van when, when ours got destroyed, who provided... Just so you guys know, Scott equals car accidents. Yeah. Actually, this was, was, this was Sarah. Oh, Scott yes. and his wife. <laughs> That's fair. I, I've had like 19 cars. I think you're you're easing up, man. I'm I'm, I'm not really up, close. Up. <laughs> um, when I need a new car, I just know it'll be. <laughs> Quit putting the giant electromagnet in your car, and other cars won't be sucked. Someone will slam into me, or mine will. Um, but anyway, it's it's kind of one of those things where where even in my own life, I I feel like I can keep going. Well, the God that did this, and the God that did this. Um, and I was actually also thinking, you know, going back to to, to Deuteronomy six and, and telling the story, and and it seems like throughout Deuteronomy and, and a lot of the New Testament, they say, "Remember the God that brought you out, brought you out of Egypt," mm-hmm. and how that's an important thing to tell the upcoming generations and your children. And it's like, well, I should continue to bring these things up to my own kids. You know, well, here's what God has done for us. Or mm-hmm. when we get in the van, here's the guy, here's the the car that God provided when when we didn't know what we were going to do in this situation. And and, and one of the things that we put on our stairs <clears throat> with Yahweh is our or hero Israel. Yahweh is our God. Yahweh is so, one. So quick background. Scott yeah. wrote if you go back to <clears throat> Deuteronomy which, six four. Yeah, if you go back to that I don't know which episode that's in. Um, but if you go, I don't even know if we posted it yet. Cause, we're, oh. <laughs> but yeah, when you go to that episode, um, it's the, it's called the Shema, and it's the hero. Oh gosh, hero, hero Israel, <laughs> the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Mm-hmm. I need to just stop. Talking. Yeah, and so but he put that on his stairs, as in the Old Testament. There's a command to write the uh, words of God like on your gates in your house. So that you remember them when you sit, when you lie down, when, you know, when you go through life. So Scott has done that. Yes. So if you jumped in on this episode, Scott did that two episodes ago. Go on. Yeah, okay. So so Israel, I, I let them know that that hero Israel, that, that we are God's people, and Israel was God's people, and that that is us being part of that is being part of God's story. But using that as a reminder to here's what God has done through his people, through us throughout history. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, I don't know, I guess basically I was just thinking about how powerful that is to, to continue to invite our kids into that story, whether it goes back to them being freed from Egypt, but also reminding them of, of here's why we can pray this way, knowing that God is the God that has done all these things throughout our history as his people, but how he continues to work in our lives and in people's lives today as well. And I think, I think is, and this is going to derail, but I think we've already basically summed up quite a bit of the rest of the, Yeah, just in case I do derail it. Um, in case I don't, we got three verses left. Okay. Um, Anyway, um, we as parents or you as maybe a someday parent or maybe you as a Sunday school teacher or you as whatever your your authoritative lot in life happens to be, a teacher, whatever it happens to be, 
um, small group leader, it's important, one, that we teach our kids about God, who God is, and then it's very important that we teach how you communicate with God. It's very important to teach prayer to your kids and to teach them to ask their Heavenly Father for provision um, and to ask Him for anything, um, you know, asking them, you know, like, God, please help, you know, Daddy to have a good day at work. And then being able to come home and say, hey, thank you for praying for me this morning. Remember when you prayed I'd have a good day at work? I had a great day at work. Or, you know what, today wasn't a really good day, but let's pray again. And then when you have a good day, you come home and say, hey, God has provided for a great day at work today. Mm. Um, to continually remind them what God has done, even in the little and big things, so that you're always in that, you know, pattern of your kid knows that God is real, your kid knows that they can talk to God, and then they can have an actual testimony as to what he's done by seeing things play out. Hey, come pray with us. Our our car got in an accident. Let's pray that God provides a new car for us. And then when the new car comes, look at the car that God has provided for mm-hmm. us. It's very important to, to clue them. In. Now, I'm not saying like, you know, sit down and say, kids, we're about to file bankruptcy. <clears throat> we're going to lose the house like, um, or, or whatever. But I'm saying like, bring them in on bigger things that are going on. Uh, grandma and grandpa are really sick or something like that. Let's pray for grandpa and make sure he gets through it. Um, and then when, you know, if grandpa gets called home, you get to have one conversation. If grandpa gets made well, you get to say, hey, remember when we prayed for grandpa and he's been healed. Continually bring your kids in on that so that they have situations to draw on and to remember. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's powerful, though, to bring them in on the day-to-day um, need for God and just life, you know, just life in general. I mean, even when, when Sarah and I were, were, were in an interesting situation where, where we were um, asked to to go ahead and, and take some some, some kids, um, and then things kind of so fell in a foster. He's not like taking them from kidnappers. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not taking. <laughs> he's like he was like Liam Neeson, and he just rescued yeah. a bunch of kids using some ninja <laughs> style. Let's go stand by BP and see who stops by. No, yeah, <laughs> um, but no, it was it was kind of through a conversation, and 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 you know, I came home and and we prayed about it as a family and included my daughters and in, into it who were. I mean, I guess actually at the time six and six and five, um, and then things kind kind of happened. They thought that that, that everything was going to be fine with the parents, and then um, later on, Naomi was like, well, "Well, Daddy, what what about what about when we prayed about that that family and or, or having you know inviting people to come in where we can be their family for a while?" And I was like. Oh crap! And then that, that kind of got us thinking about fostering and stuff like that, and through all kinds of very much godly or god direction, you know, we we currently have kids in our house that um, that, that has we're not birthed by your wife, right? That, <laughs> there you go. Thank you. And, and so, sorry, it's a complicated situation. So I'm trying to make it not complicated. But we brought our daughters into the, those prayers, and we continue to see that as a ministry. And and when it's tough and when it's easy. Um, it's great to see our daughters continuing to to pray and and to be grateful and thankful for for those situations. And one of my daughter's teachers said, "You know, we we knew that you we knew that you and your wife were willing to take this you know take on the responsibility of those kids." But her, her teacher said, "You know, it was very powerful today when Naomi came in and said, "You know." 
I'm thankful for the girls that are in our house and what God is doing. Mm. And her teacher said, you know, that that was a powerful testimony to see that it was not just you and your wife doing this, but it was your family seeking God and being obedient um, as a family. And so I think that it's actually incredibly powerful to bring your kids on yeah. on, on a lot of those decisions um, through prayer, through fasting, through conversation and discussing and and really you know, when, when you do, when you walk around, when, when you wa- walk along the road and, and making it part of everything, we have a, a hiking park we go to and we always get there and, and it's, you know, it's got creeks and kind of a, a kind of a small little creek type thing. And, and, um, my, my daughters will stop like, shh, I go, what? And they're like, do you hear that? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And, and huh. they're like, listen to the quiet waters. And so we listen to the quiet waters and, and so it, it's, I think those stories and those opportunities are things that are going to remind your kids about how great and awesome God is and, and what and how they provide. Um, so I don't know. I think what, we're, sorry, I just no, no, took what I, you went and kept going with it. No, so. because I, I think it's, I mean, obviously I wouldn't have said if I didn't think it was important, um, it, it, but it, it's very much so too. To cool our family. I think a lot of times, even when I was growing up, we had a, a stint in a very fundamentalist Baptist church for a couple of years when I was a kid. But I always felt like there was like the adult worries and the kid stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we were keyed in on a couple of things. And, I, and I'm not saying don't use discernment and, you know, be wary of what you bring your kid in. Like, you know, if your best friend is having an affair you know, you probably don't want to bring your kids into prayer right. to, you know, to pray for the fidelity of that guy's marriage or so, you know, or whatever it happens to be. But if it is things like you're, you're going to bring in foster kids or, or, you know what kids, it's a, it's a time when we really need God's provision for uh, groceries or we really mm. need God's provision for a car or whatever it happens to be. I don't think, and you know, you judge for your kids. I don't think there's any problem bringing them into some of those decisions. I mean, there, there's one point where you got to be a parent, you've got to protect them. You've got to maybe, you know, maybe you're not going to include them on certain things based on, you know, your family and your history. But I also would say, don't be afraid mm-hmm. to bring that. Well, once again, you got a sick family member, or a sick relative, have your kids pray as well. It, it, and when you have them pray, say, Hey God, no matter what, can you please comfort us in what happens here? So then when there is a death, we can go back to our kid, you know, in case of, a death, you could say, hey, God, please uh, continue to comfort us. And then you can remind the kids, hey, God is our comforter. He can, you know, he can speak into this situation. This is a time when we can seek him for comfort. It's still a learning lesson. So even when the provision doesn't go the way you think, things can still happen. When you're, you know, when you're driving that, you know, maybe the car gets replaced with something that's, you know, got three wheels and a spare, or whatever you say, hey, I know it's not ideal, but it's what we need right now. When know? Dad was in college, that was most of his cars. Uh, transmissions. <laughs> I, I figured you didn't need them. Okay. So I let them leak all over the place. Okay, I had like three cool. cars in a row, bro, that were like transmissions. GM in mm-hmm. the 90s were bad oh, yeah. cars. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, and in the Sorry, 2000s. I didn't mean that. And in the, now I'm mad. Now car talk. <laughs> I will never buy it. No. <laughs> am, am I allowed to disparage and say I will never buy a GM? I don't know. Who's your father-in-law? You you know what? You people do what you want. <laughs> I will never buy. <laughs> God has provided some great General Motors cars. As a matter of fact, we have one right now. And uh, we pray that it continues <laughs> to uh, run. Because right, I just put tires on it. 
<laughs> well, this perfect time. We got sn- so thank God that you have good tires when it's, it's my negative. wife's car. So it's when the transfers all those okay. kids around, transports yeah. all those transfers, transfers. Okay. It transfers them yeah. from one place to another. Sounds like a bank account. <laughs> and, you know, you know, honestly, it's it's kind of silly. I had to go to work. We had an ice event. Some people called in work. They're like, I can't make it. I'm like, whatever. So I took my wife's car to get the tires on it. All wheel drive on my way to work. I had no issues going up and down hills in the ice. Like I remember I had a, a Hyundai mm-hmm. Elantra, an older one. And if you hit a hill with ice, like you might as well turn and try and find a different way to go. I think I remember that one. You, yeah, the red one. Oh yeah. It's like when you it was a stick shift and it had like a little too much power to that front <laughs> front tire. So you you'd hit a hill if you were at a decent speed, you were you're done for. But I, you know, I drove an all-wheel drive car. No, pro- I have a couple big hills in the city I'm at, so I'm used to hitting these. No problems going on the ice. I was safe. Um, if we do have massive snow, I know my wife has a better shot. It's got great traction control. It's a six thousand pound car, so if somebody hits her, she's probably not going to flip. The other people will die, but <laughs> she'll be okay. I mean, it's, it's it is a really great blessing to know that my wife has got a safe vehicle. Now it's also a blessing to know we put in a new transfer case to the tune of fifteen hundred bucks last summer. And so, and it, sorry. <laughs> See, and this is why we need constant reminders of God's provision. He provided the fifteen hundred dollars to put in the transfer case. Uh, I can't. All right. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, that was five minutes of me being stupid. So 19 through 20 gives a harsh warning. Um, that harsh warning is in, and if you do forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you. So shall you perish because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. Woo! Well, right now, we're learning that God is a God of promises. He was such a harsh God in the Old Testament. He said he would send people to perish. I know. Seriously. Oh, wait. In the New Testament, he Wait, he says the same thing. Um, Uh, Yeah, sorry. So anyway, so with that, I guess that kind of concludes tonight, right? Yeah, uh, really quick, the repeated use, the the destructiveness in this. Like, I I saw me warn you, you know, you'll perish. Um, I think the New Testament for perish uses the word you'll be devoted to destruction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. over and over, uh, I thought it was interesting. It says, if you break the covenant that I have with you, you're done for. It's it's perishing. It's destruction. It's doom and gloom. It, it's serious. Ooh, that is a great, great lead into chapter nine. Well, you know, I can't talk about that yet. Cause I know. We did a whole, like, two-thirds of a chapter here, bro. I know. That's I don't know what happened last week. We got through three Keith, verses. Keith. Okay, that's So if fair. you haven't listened to the episode with Keith, go listen to the last episode where he comes in and makes us go all slow. We go even we slower go, than usual. Yeah, we, we go <laughs> we go at a snail's pace. When we had Keith here, it was like time stood still. I know. Oh. All right. But yeah, hey, um, do you have anything else? No, I think that's it. All right, hey, remember God. Remember what he's done for you. Bless his name. Teach your kids about him. Bring him in on those blessings. I think that's a lot of good stuff to leave with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be transparent. I'm not perfect at it. Some of these things I got right from this study. I got right from the conversation tonight. So don't think I'm going to leave here and you know be perfect with my kids and all that kind of stuff. But I encourage you to, you, Scott, and you, everybody who listens, um, and me as well, to be intentional about that. I think it's, I think, as always, it's a good word. From God. Mm-hmm. So, all right, all right, guys. Cool. Um, the music hasn't even started, but I will edit it to make it start now. So, wow, boom, have boom, we ever boom. done that before? 
Yeah, we used to not be so long-winded, and then okay. we got into these slow stuff. Okay. But anyway, uh, until next time. Until next time. Love, peace, and hair grease. Sure. All right, man. I need to grow some hair. Me too. Bye. Bye.